another marriage, another divorce. Her names changed, one to match the last husband, the other a matter of taste in the energies that sometimes told her to do things in a town where busloads of cheerleaders roll in every day. Smiling like they mean it while Miss Best Hog, beauty queen of all the Missouris, whose specialty is baton twirling at the head of Fourth of July parades, marching directly behind Miss First Runner-Up Hog, who has the honor of carrying the flag of our sacred nation, which is a privilege, but definitely not the same as spinning in sparkles down Main Street in front of the mayor and the agricultural commissioners and all their wives, who say, Brenda, you really got what it takes. You ought to be in movies, or at least on TV. Just don't forget your morals. Which is why she went home and dumped Eldon and came to Hollywood to live her dream in a heathen paradise where the first thing a black homosexual tells her and the other beauty queens is that smiling is not just showing a lot of teeth. If it was, dinosaurs would be stars, and they're not except for one, and he's named Barney. And all the girls laugh and shake their heads. No, they don't want to look like a purple plush toy. And they try real hard to smile like they mean it, instead of what they've been taught and secretly believe in. Because what would this homosexual know about women smiling at men? And what works and what doesn't? After all, this smile got me Miss Best Hog for the whole state, not just the county. And I'm betting on it getting me to where I want to go, or at least married to someone who is already there and has a lot of money. Love came to the house in the hills above Hollywood, assigning numbers to the letters in his name, adding them up, dividing the total by seven, consulting the handy table for cryptic compatibility. Crystals appeared, hung in auspicious corners. Obscure prayers were chanted, supposedly ensuring success, or, even better, staving off disaster. Rotating stars, mystical pictures, new books with new secrets. She believed it all used what worked, and didn't believe and didn't disbelieve, but was sincere and fun and bad. And he saw her till she became occupied on a higher plane with someone else. And he hadn't seen her in a while, and one day she called like she did when she got stuck back on this plane and said she missed talking to him. He missed sleeping with her. So when she said, why don't you come on over and see me, he said, sure. She liked to drink enough to get lightly buzzed, never sloppy, and she could get a little nasty like the time she unbuttoned her top so her bra boob was mostly exposed in the early morning service she worshipped at, where a violent jazz band delivered a message of kindness, joy, love, and happiness between sermons, devoid of biblical illusion. And she rubbed herself against his arm till he got a boner in the church on the hill, which made her giggle till the rhythm section started in like the whalers at full bore and he couldn't wait to get her in bed and offer it up for the agony of baby Jesus nailed to a cross of fire, a savage Satan, pitchfork sinners, cheering the spectacle, and souls burned for centuries in flaming purgatories for rubbing one out, because he suspected he was probably doomed. And that's all right if he could just get some now, for his future would take care of itself, like it mostly always did. 101 to the 134, windows down, radio up, hot summer wind blowing in his face, 
whipping him to a spiritual but not religious frenzy of lust based on solid historical memories and the possibility that this time this thing might actually proceed to something beyond Saturday night and breakfast at the beach if he shoved more of himself across the table. And perhaps she would too, because we've done this enough and maybe this is what we're looking for, what we both need. That's what he thought while driving that road. Forgetting expectations are as often the road to emotional disaster as sexual fulfillment. She'd done the numbers again, which is always a good sign. It meant she was looking to validate decisions already made. Disdainful of science, ignorant of facts, she believed assigning numbers to letters, adding them up, then discarding the results except for the last digit, and comparing it to her number and linking it up in a book provided predictions. It was all scientifically similar to cowpie bingo. Compatibility could be assured except when it didn't, and she wanted to get laid, in which case she solemnly declared it was the only another tool of life, like the I Ching, Tarot, and her medium. And you took what was useful and left the rest, because it all worked, but you never knew for sure which was accurate, so you have to be flexible. She believed, and she was mostly happy, content with life. It worked for her. Over her bed lurked an ominous pyramid, a great metal contraption, vaguely hostile, iron bars welded in intricate design to the exact angles and dimensions of the Great Pyramid, not one of the lesser brothers, but the Great Big Mother, faced with polished bathroom tile. She said it captured the energy of the infinite cosmos, focusing it upon whatever was centered beneath the apex, which is why the pharaohs built the pyramids to propel themselves through time and space into a future of an infinite transcendence. It's all laid out in secret ancient texts, if you know how to interpret them, and confirmed by physics and some of the stuff Einstein made up, she said. Previous assignations occurred on a soccer pitch-sized four poster with railings between the posts and a nice-sized mirror over the bed. Perspectives were strangely at odds with my sense of place, given the Dutch angle. The minor perversions reflected from the voyeur's eye in the heavens added a certain sparkle to the proceedings. He'd been looking forward to getting back in that bed. Hieroglyphic ruins, caterpillars with hairy legs, squiggles of doomed gibberish, all crisscrossed the pyramid, scrolling secrets of ancient texts hidden in arid caves until discovered by Mercedes-Benz driving Bedouins, then liberated by white nationalists intent on building a Bible museum. It all spoke to him, revealing the names of the 14 true gods, the mysteries of French mistresses, instructions for a decent pot roast, afternoon affairs, he gazed over her naked shoulders, admiring the construction, the welds, the precise angle, the artful placement of the limestone. The small hook screwed into the ceiling centered the monstrosity over her bed, over their bodies, over his head. Feel the power. Feel the power. Can you feel it? Full of Pharaoh's energy pulsing to secret electromagnetic emanations only she could feel. She galloped across the spiritual savannah, which, 
However much he tried and however much he wanted, he could not feel. She was grinding so hard it hurt, and he was impressed with her ability to channel the hidden powers of the universe. A flagpole in a lightning storm. She jolted with energy bolts till the bed, the room, the pyramid, rocked rhythmically to the unknown secrets of the long-dead pharaohs. The pyramid swung back and forth, and he worried about the hook holding this thing up as the angle iron arced across his vision, and he wondered if he'd be decapitated if it pulled out while he was pinned beneath her and it fell. Would she persuade the police to reunite his severed head with his torso, and maybe his feet too if they got chopped off, and place his reassembled self under the pyramid so he could live with kings and pharaohs for all eternity? Or would she chalk it up to a misunderstanding of signs and symbols and get on with her life, which was much more likely? as she'd throw the bones, consult the cards, count the numbers, and one of them would say, Don't worry, it was his karma, not yours. Have a good time. Go get laid. Forget it. He must have had it coming. It happened, so it was meant to be, right? The word tautology occurred to his brain at this mystical moment. He didn't know why. The exact definition escaped him. He thought he was on the right track philosophically, if not physically. Right now, everything is just fine, except I'm wondering about the guy who put this thing up, and if he knew what he was doing and used a big enough hook and got it into a sturdy enough rafter, big enough to hold all that weight. Or, if you keep on rocking the way you are, which feels good to me, is that thing going to rip right out of the ceiling and the way I'm pinned underneath you, ride him cowgirl? I'll take it right in the face, which will be a major problem for me and my boner. That's exactly what he said at that precise moment in time. The situation, the lack of red blood cells carrying oxygen to my otherwise involved brain, the vexatious question of who really built the pyramid, the uncertainties concerning circular reasoning, Lingering doubts about the hook security, unanswered questions concerning King David's 10,000 con all contributed to what happened next. It wasn't my fault. The pyramid was really swinging now, and it looked like the hook was wiggling back and forth, and he grabbed her hips to slow her down, but the energy was in her, and she was going at it with all the strength, her meat-free, lactose-intolerant, gluten-avoiding, sugar-sensitive, yoga-strong thighs could put into it which seemed about equal to her efforts pre-pyramid, which had always been impressive because she liked men and she liked sex, even though none of the books she read acknowledged that simplicity. And that was enough for him, although he suspected she yearned for a man with a spiritual bent beyond an ability to perfectly recite liturgical responses in Latin or satisfy the rigid requirements of Sister Mary Teresetta's catechism class. I think that thing is coming loose, he said. Don't worry, it'll hold. Keep going, is what she said. He wriggled about, hoping to distract her with ardor while he thought about the pyramid, which hadn't been there the last time he spent the night, which had been a bit ago. And he wondered if whoever put it up tried it out. And he knew the bastard had. And he wondered how many times they experienced the energy of the universe. The more he thought about it, the more he thought 
He needed some answers about exactly what was going on, and he wondered how this silly woman could believe such a silly load of crap. Did you two try it out? He said. What are you talking about? Just shut up and do it, she said. Is that why you think it won't rip out of the ceiling? He said. There was more conversation concerning the hook, the pyramid, the guy who put it in, and other related matters. Finally, she said, get out. Blasting east toward the little house hanging on the hill above Hollywood Boulevard, windows down, radio up, hot summer wind blowing in his face, he swore, no more of this and no more of that, tarot card reading, astrology chart predicting, vortex energy swirling, crystal hanging nonsense, chakra breathing, number counting, yoga stretching, four agreements promising, law of attraction, lying, cheating women, which was sick which would significantly cut down getting laid in this city of pagan female heathen savages worshipping thankless gods and languages long thought dead, but would save him from nights like this. That is what he thought driving east on the 134. Degenerate monsters chanting love songs into the airwaves. Mockery from the ether. Tail lights to infinity ahead. Disappointment and rejection behind. Eastbound toward Hollywood. Hello.